Tell Me I'm Wrong, a podcast about beginnings, persistence, and the things we've learned in our 20-some-odd years of living. Let's meet our hosts. I'm Professor Plum, introverted bibliophile, creator, empath. And I'm Miss Scarlet, omnidirectional writer, witch, wanderer. Let's get started, shall we? Okay, welcome back to Tell Me I'm Wrong. Um, by the time this episode is out and ready to grace the airwaves, we will be almost a week into the new year. <laughs> Woo! Um, and all of your resolutions will be nowhere to be found, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but if you're still working hard, good for you. Keep it up. And if you're not, well, then this one's for you. <laughs> So I was considering the topic of this episode, lying face up on the ottoman in the corner of the room, staring at the ceiling, um, you know, instead of writing down my ideas for what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the original topic, which I was pondering, um, was starting new things is hard. And sure, beginning things you've literally never done before can be kind of very challenging intimidating yes very intimidating um and it involves like a lot of planning and research and scheduling um and you do a lot of just thinking about things like way too much thinking about things way too much thinking um so like when i first started painting I did a lot of research about what kind of paint I wanted to start using. I did research on what kind of paper I needed and what kind of stuff, what, what supplies I would need. Um, and when I started doing tarot, obviously you have to do a lot of research on what the cards mean and what kind of deck you want to get. And it takes up so much time and effort and energy um, when all you really need to do is fucking get the thing and <laughs> do it. That's not to say, like, uh, doing the research is bad, because it isn't. You need to know what you're walking into before you do it. Um, but I think, like, a lot of the times we get so hung up on that beforehand. Like, oh, well, what if I need this? And, oh, I need to think about where I'm going to get this at. Um, when you should be thinking about just, like, getting your feet wet and trying it and, like, learning as you go yeah and that goes for anything but um especially with the painting like I had no idea how to do acrylic painting like I had done obviously stuff in art classes before um but never stuff like I do now um and I didn't know exactly what I was walking into but I just got some supplies like the cheap shit that you can get on Amazon I just got a set of acrylics and then some fucking moleskin watercolor book and then just started <laughs> painting. And you don't really know how the paint works until you start working with it. Very true. And you don't really know how tarot works until you, until you start working with it. Also true. You also don't know how to write <laughs> until you start <laughs> writing. The most truth. Yeah. But it all, like, in, it, you just have to start trying and a lot of it has to do with like you thinking about getting the proper tools for your trade I guess trade craft 
yes, for your craft. Um, you do a lot of like watching and reading about techniques, but none of that really does you any good until you start doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially until you have like your stuff in front of you. Like you can start doing something while watching videos on how to do it. Like as yeah, long as you're along with them. As long as you're getting your hands on the materials like then you can actually feel like you're gaining some experience. Um, otherwise it's all just like theoretical. Mm-hmm. Well, I could start this or I could start something else. I could start painting. I could start writing another fic. I could start. Could do this, could do that. <sighs> Coulda, woulda, shoulda, and you don't end up doing anything. Yeah. Um, and of course this also goes with this fear. This abject doubt that you have in yourself, something that's drilled into you by society. Those bastards. By your family. <sighs> by your teachers. By your peers, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and it's something you quite literally have to just, like, grit your teeth and ignore. Because otherwise you're not going to do anything with Mm -hmm. your life ever so you have to really say like oh i'm not listening to what these other people are saying and i this is something that is has been drilled into me forever it's just what you have to say doesn't matter it holds no value and really if anyone's saying something like that to you it's their words that don't matter and shouldn't hold any value. And I think starting things is especially difficult when um, you're a woman (laughs) because people expect things from you that you just (laughs) cannot give. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People expect things from you and it's hard to start things when you're an artist Um, people also expect things from you or they expect like you to automatically be good at things if you're another type of artist, which is also annoying (laughs) and untrue. Like you can't be good at everything. No, you just simply can't be good at everything. Skill takes time and practice and energy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these things kind of just stop us from trying. They stop us from beginning Um, And they stop us from reaching our potential. Oh, that's a big word. Yeah, potential. Um, Even if it's not, like, your career. Even if it's not your job. Like, if it's just a new hobby that you want to start out, a new art form that you want to try, or even something that's new that you want to do while you're relaxing in your free time. Like, for some reason, we are afraid of starting things even if it's something that we don't have to put a lot of stake in and it's something that like it's not going to be the end of the world if we can't do it properly right no but for some reason that fear is still there it's still like deep seated in your brain that you can't try something and fail yes we are terrified i know i you know you say it and i'm like oh yeah, yeah, that that is, yeah, okay. 
what the fuck is it coming from? I don't know, but it's there. Yeah. And I think, like, when I started in college, I had a professor that said something about um, not starting papers until, like, way later and procrastinating on stuff. Um, I think everyone says that. (laughs) Yes. But he said something along the lines of, like, we don't start papers because the blank page causes fear. So even before you've started, you are afraid that you are failing. I feel called out. (laughs) And when he said that to me, I was like, well, to the class, he didn't just say it to me. (laughs) When he said that to the class, I didn't want to believe him. I wanted to think that it was something else and not that I was afraid that I was going to fail. Because I'm not someone that fails. (laughs) Especially in school. Like, I... I had my shit together, and I tried hard enough (laughs) to get good grades. And so I didn't want to believe that it was that I was anxious about the outcome of it. I really just wanted to believe that I didn't want to do the work, (laughs) which is... I mean, yeah, it's easy enough to believe. Yeah. Especially in college. Sometimes you get those assignments, and you're just like, (sighs) no. (laughs) Yeah. But this fear stops us from living our lives, even, like, on the smallest degree. We don't want to try to do new things because we are afraid. Mm. And sometimes it's like, oh, well, I, I don't know how. I don't know how to do the thing. So, of course, I'm afraid. Um, but you're a beginner. You're not going to know how to do the thing. No. Until you practice. No. And I think, like, sometimes, this is what I do when I start (laughs) new things sometimes, I keep it as a secret for myself. (laughs) So when I started painting, I didn't really show anyone until I had gotten, like, halfway through my book. Mm -hmm. So I, like, knew what the paint felt like under the brush. I knew what the water did to it. I knew what it felt like and what it needed to look like and how I wanted it to look before I showed people. So keeping it as a little secret is like, ooh, I'm working on a thing and no one knows. And by the time I show them, I'm going to be sort of good at it. And then they're going to be impressed. That's something I I keep in my back pocket for things. Just like, hey, look at this thing that I just started six months ago. (laughs) really a bad thing though no i mean it makes you feel safer yeah absolutely comforted yeah because it's as well if it's if you don't have a support system that's good (laughs) then keeping it for yourself until you are like ready and feel a little bit more confident in yourself and what you're producing um it kind of gives you a little boost until you can get there for sure And then you have a little experience under your belt, and even if they have stupid shit to say, because people always have stupid shit to say. Someone always has something to say about something. Always. Always. People always have things to say. That doesn't mean you have to heed their advice. Yeah. Very true. Just like you don't have to heed my advice, but I'm going to keep talking anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I really think a lot of it just boils down to fear. And even if we don't name it as fear, or even if we don't truly acknowledge it as fear, 
We don't do the things that we want to do because we are afraid, anxious, stalled by apprehension. So what is it that you're so afraid of? Well, I know what my biggest fear is. What is it? (laughs) Failure. (laughs) That's the first thing I wrote down. Failure, question mark? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I've always known. That's always been my biggest thing. Are you afraid of failing because of yourself or because of your family? (laughs) Family. Oh, family. Absolutely. They have extremely uh, strict expectations is the best way I know how to put it. So... I mean... Anything less than was absolutely unacceptable. Even if it was 1%. Unacceptable. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people grow up with certain... Expectations. Yeah, from their families. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, of course, most people have expectations for their children. But not on the lines where, like, they go into their lives thinking that they're going to fail at every single thing that they try. That's not right. Is that what you want for your children when you're asking them to be perfect? How does that make sense? You are ruining them. (laughs) I think it's misguided as their way of making sure we don't have the same experiences they had. But in turn, we have different, worse experiences. I'm over here just rolling my eyes. Um, (laughs) We have to fail on our own. Yeah. You have to learn from your own failures and your own mistakes. As much as our parents wish that they could just teach us from their failures. Like, we... It's not how it works. It's just not. (laughs) It's not. So we're afraid of failure. Or maybe we're afraid of others finding out. There are some things. <laughs> there, are, there are some things. I know that when people, certain people start following me on certain places, I feel like I am unable to then be honest. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about anything that should be even remotely problematic. But I then feel like I am unable to be honest with myself and the my followers whoever else is following me because of certain people yeah because i don't want them to know i don't want them to know what i'm doing on my free time it's not their business but it's those people that make it their business to know and then you're just like yeah so yeah failure people finding out or maybe just maybe You're afraid of doing well, of accomplishing your goals and reaching your dreams and then finding yourself in another new realm that is entirely new and scary and realizing, fuck, I was never meant to get this far and I can't navigate this because I am an imposter. Oh shit, I knew you were going to bring that up. It needs to be spoken about. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. We're afraid to do well. Because then people will expect more things from us. We'll expect more things from ourselves. And if we fuck up, then at that point, we're like, oh, see, I fucking knew it. I never should have done this. I never should have even brought myself to this realm. I knew it. 
and you just have this self-fulfilling prophecy because you always thought that you were gonna fuck it up somehow. <laughs> Plum is just, like, <laughs> refusing to look at my face. I fucking hate imposter syndrome because it is, like, all I know. And the worst part is, is I recognize it. Mm. I still can't do shit about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's there. Well, at least you can recognize it. I, I am very self-aware mm. <laughs> when it comes to that. And I think that's, like, a big, like... I don't know. I Yes, I'm afraid of failing. But I am terrified of doing well. Because... I already expect a lot from myself, so <laughs> I just know that it'll get worse if I gain a little bit more traction. Um, but I don't know, as, and you might be able to attest to this, I have read like the self-publishing books and I've read stuff about actually finding a publisher and editors and that freaks me out. Like that whole next step thing is terrifying. Because it's just more stuff that you don't know how to do that you have to navigate. It, it's, yeah, it's terrifying and it's very intimidating because yeah. I've started to look at those same books and I'm just like, um, why don't I actually write the thing first and yeah. then I can, right. which, you know, maybe isn't, is, is a little pro procrastination, but at the same time, no, I mean, I need to write the book first. You need to do the thing for the editors and publishing before you think about the editors and publishing, like... Yeah, because I don't want to go in blind. That seems redundant. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> I've read things and just made myself more afraid. I think, I don't know, we we want to be prepared. You and I especially, like, we want to be prepared when we walk into situations. And sometimes you can be too prepared and you end up not doing the thing because you have somehow scared yourself out of doing it. Because you know what's coming next. Like, <laughs> you've already played out the scenario in your head yeah. and then wrote the ending and that's all. That's it. Oh, period. Like, the that's end. it. I go in there, they say, no, fuck you. And then nothing. That's it. It's done after that. <sighs> but yeah, we, we're afraid of failure, but also a little bit afraid of success. We're afraid of progress because progress means change. And that means uh, <laughs> that means we have to change. That means our expectations have to change. That means the way that we view ourselves has to change from the way that our parents view us or the way that our teachers view us or the way that our bosses view us into the way that we need to view ourselves. Plum makes faces. I make face because I agree. So, yeah, all of that being said, I think starting new things gets easier with time. I think t at a certain point you just say, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Which, <laughs> I didn't write this down, I don't know why, but um, it reminds me of uh, thinking about Jin. Because his, like, motto is, if I see something and I think that I want to do it, I'm just going to do it. I.e. him in in the soup being a goon and slapping the punching bag the punching bag every morning after getting up he setting off fireworks while everyone's sleeping like he's just like hmm i could do that 
I'm going to do it. I guess I will. And then he just fucking does it. <laughs> that kills me, but it's also such a valuable thing to learn how to do because he's just like, what have I got to lose? Nothing. Literally nothing. It's, and we, we second guess like the smallest shit. Yeah. Even when it's pointless like that. I spent all this money, and I say all this money, but it wasn't that much, on those mini canvases to make mini paintings. Mm -hmm. Guess how many I've done? A one? Two. I've made the original seven. Okay. That you have. No, the eight. So the one you have plus the extra seven. Okay. Uh, I haven't touched any of the other ones because I'm just like, my brain goes, why would you waste all that product on that? Why? Why would you do that? I bought it specifically to do the thing, but my brain is telling me, <laughs> you can't do the thing. That's waste. That's what am I waste. wasting? You I spent my money it. on it to do that specific thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That really, that really underlines it. Like, I bought this stuff to do this thing, and now I'm not going to do it because it's a waste. But it's not a waste because I bought it specifically to do this one thing. No, no, no. Brain says waste. That means don't do it. We're in the midst of an argument, myself and my brain. Yeah, mine, mine's always arguing with me. <laughs> <sighs> She's not always right, though. Nope. I am. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, so if you think a little bit like Jin, then starting things can actually be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Freeing. And the brainstorming phase is like lush and abundant and it feels so good god it feels good to just put shit on paper like plum and i write so much crap getting ready to write things i love world building we it have is my thing documents upon documents of ideas for stuff like at least 15 at this point 15 fix this is our second go around at the podcast like we do a lot of creating. We have ideas. And yes, we create and we get ready to create and we do a lot of planning. Yes. Pran planning, brainstorming. So much brainstorming. So much world building. So much mood boarding. <laughs> so many Pinterest, Pinterest boards. <laughs> Ugh. We talk about so much crap. Just getting ready to create something. And then... <laughs> and then and then it sits there and we create a new one and we start working on the next thing without finishing the last one we are very bad at that yeah but we're working on it we are it's a slow progress i'll but talk it's progress. about it a little bit later but it's after the brainstorming after the buzz wears off after the guts of making that first jump die down. Keeping it up. Following through. That's the hard part. The follow through. The follow through. Starting new things is hard. Following through is harder. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. Simply cannot. There are so, so many ways that we don't follow through on things. 
just in general, but namely procrastination. (laughs) And we also do procrastination in so many ways. It has so many shapes and forms. (laughs) She's making a face over there. So many shapes and forms. Me sitting on the ottoman staring at the ceiling instead of writing this was me procrastinating because I was just so tired (laughs) that I needed to lay down and stare at the ceiling for a little while. But we also procrastinate under the guise of research, aka me watching a bunch of TED Talks instead of working on the ideas for this episode. Fortunately, uh, they were research and I talk about them coming up here, but I knew while I was doing it that I shouldn't have been doing it. But I did find some valuable information, I think. And also there's some solace in knowing that, like, other people struggle (laughs) with the same bullshit. It's comforting to know that you're not the only one. Yeah. So, yeah, we procrastinate in so many ways. I, the first TED Talk that I watched, um was one on procrastination and the speaker was Tim Urban and he talks about how procrastination is the instant gratification monkey in your brain that convinced the <laughs> convinces the logical decision maker to do something fun rather than doing what needs to be done literally he had a graphic of some a stick figure standing at like a ship captain's wheel like in a boat (laughs) and then a monkey to its side that was like hey let's scroll through the entirety of the internet instead and then the the decision maker's like okay and then it just spirals out of control because monkeys don't have logical thinking but it allows us to like go so far off track and our brain's just like Yeah, that sounds fun. Instant gratification is good. I like feeling good. I like happy. I like quick. TikTok. (laughs) I'm calling you out, TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) Hi. This is why I've put timers on my apps now. I haven't done that. I know you haven't, but I... Since I've put the timers on, I have not once reached that time. Because I look at it and I can see how much time I've spent... When I close the app, it says, like, 23 minutes remaining. And I go, oh, shit. I have already spent over half an hour on this. And I need to stop. Okay, maybe I need to look into timers. You have an app on your phone. It can do it. Um, So I have, like, I think I upped my TikTok to an hour. Twitter and Instagram. No, Twitter. I have two hours because sometimes I read things on there and I have to have a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, Instagram is like 30 minutes or something. I don't spend too much time on there. I'm hardly on Instagram anymore, but TikTok and Twitter. Only really for this. Oh, Reddit. Maybe uh, app timer for Reddit. It's been helpful, though, because I can see how much time I'm wasting. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want to waste time. No. But sometimes you get stuck in this, like, feedback loop of, oh, got to see the next thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. I tend to go on there because I just get bored and I'm like, I want to be distracted. But then literal hours will pass mm-hmm. and I won't even realize it's been that long. And I come off and it's, like, literally two and a half hours later. And I'm like, 
what the fuck just happened. (laughs) Yeah. You get so caught up in doing it that you don't even realize that you're doing it. I have, I, I will admit that I have gotten better to the point where I'm not hitting that point where TikTok is telling me it's time for a break. So that's at least something. <laughs> I've never seen that. So. You have to be on there for a really long time. <laughs> like close to three hours, four hours. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm getting better. Slowly. Slowly getting better. Um, but yeah, so he also talks about how um when there are deadlines, the effects of procrastination are contained. <laughs> Because the anxiety monster steps up and scares the monkey away and then allows us to get the shit done that we need to do. Sounds about right. Finally, anxiety kicks in and says, there's a deadline on this and it's in three hours. Or you wait on your final senior thesis that's like 20 pages long and... It's due the next day and you go to the library for nine hours and write it while sitting at the table. (laughs) Me. (laughs) I did that. Oh my god. And I got an A. There is something to say that, you know, some people work best under pressure. I am one of those people. I do fantastic work while I'm under pressure, which usually means a day or two before the deadline. Mm. But I'm so stressed and I'm so panicky, I tend to make myself sick. Yeah, and that's not good. No, it's not. And I think that even though we do work well under pressure, you can learn to work well not under pressure. I think sometimes we just convince ourselves like, oh, well, I work best under pressure because we're really good at procrastinating and we don't want to be responsible for ourselves. Yeah, and making yourself sick is not good. No. It's not fun. But yeah, um I think like most most of the time things don't have deadlines though. Well, when you're not in school, no. <laughs> when you're not in school, no. When you're when you don't have like your boss that projects has that projects, work. um Creative and self-motivated projects may have deadlines, but if they're set by you, then you can always change them. And therefore, they are not deadlines. (laughs) Anything can be lenient if you're in charge of yourself. Which can be good, but also bad. Because you'll just keep putting it off. <laughs> it reminds me of John Mulaney saying having a horse as a dog sitter or whatever. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> like oh. if you can change the deadline, then you're never going to get it done. I know this because I've changed deadlines so many times that I stopped doing anything and had to uh-huh. figure out what happened. Yes, I am bad at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he also says that long-term procrastination has made some people feel like a spectator at times in their own lives. Which, <laughs> valid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not a good feeling. No. Not a good feeling. 
Um, something else we do, I, I definitely do this, um, is procrastinate by planning. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. Plan and, out every little detail and then mm, never do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And excessive planning isn't helpful. No. Um, I watched another video <laughs> that was about... Um, managing time effectively according to computer systems, <laughs> which was strange and it doesn't always apply, but it was interesting nonetheless. And it said, this is true no matter who you are or if you're a computer or not. All the time you spend prioritizing your work is time you aren't spending doing it. <laughs> not wrong and when I heard that I was like god damn it I didn't want to hear that <laughs> don't call me out on my bullshit <laughs> it just has to be done though but yeah um so it was talking about um prioritizing like reading emails by what's the most important first and then like going through and picking what the next important thing is and then answering that as, like, a human doing mm -hmm. that. So you keep going and picking what's the next important thing, and you waste so much time doing that. Like, you spend three times as much time prioritizing things as you do actually doing it. So you actually save more time just by starting at the top or picking randomly. <laughs> um, I mean, that makes sense to me, though. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that can be said for life problems, not just picking emails or whatever. Oh, yeah. So if you spend hours making a bullet journal layout, what are you doing? <laughs> the main reason I don't bullet journal anymore. <laughs> I have, like you said, made a hybrid where I don't have to actually make a big layout anymore because it's a waste of time. Like, I was doing it because I wanted to have it all neat and take pictures of it which is also perfectly fine because Absolutely. that's what you want to do but for me at that time I wanted to do that just because I needed something to do because I wasn't writing and now I when I'm doing those things I'm like ah I'm doing the thing instead of writing I'm <laughs> I'm I am actively procrastinating and I know it which is so frustrating because you can't even you can't even pull out of it you can't be like, ah, pull the plug. Hey, you're procrastinating. Like, you're, you're gone. You're just gone. You're a hamster in a wheel of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> a hamster in a wheel of nonsense. Good, good visual. Yeah, that's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, procrastination doesn't even feel good. No, you feel really shitty. It feels like guilt looming over you because you know you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Very, yes, yes. You are aware. Yeah. Also, sometimes, and I've had this happen to me, like, this is something that some people don't understand. Um, when I feel guilty about not being productive, like on my days off. Um, because I'm not working on the things. Um, they've made me feel bad about, like, wanting to be productive. But it's literally the only way that you can get your creative projects done if you have 
a job or two jobs or literally whatever the hell else going on. Children or other freaking things. Like, these things all take time and you have to schedule them. So if you have time that's not scheduled and you're not doing the thing and you feel bad about not doing the thing, use that. Instead of being freaking, (laughs) instead of procrastinating more, just do it. And also don't make people feel bad if they want to be productive. makes me crazy. Like, what are you trying to do? Especially when it's something like, you know, a hobby or something that you're not actively making money for or if it's not school especially for me I know it's it's been really hard to justify doing the things because I'm like I I'm done with school now I'm looking for a second job or a full-time job but you know um it's been a really rough time finding anything like that Mm -hmm. and like I've been actively doing things that I've always brushed off or put to the side and like Some people feel the need to make comments like, well, why are you playing video games all the time? It's like, well, I have the Switch. I'm not, I didn't buy it for it to just sit there and look pretty. I bought it to use it. And it's not like I'm, you know, procrastinating on a paper. It's not like I'm not looking for jobs actively. It's not like I'm not working and I'm playing video games instead. It's like, I I played for like one hour and you're giving me shit. Yeah. People always want to make comments on what you're doing, though. Someone always has something to say. Someone always has something to say, and that doesn't mean it's valid. That doesn't mean that it's valid. But yeah, um, doing creative projects, or literally just doing anything to help better yourself, requires commitment and follow-through. Um... On the other side of things, sometimes, I know I personally get caught up on this, um, sometimes I don't choose to work on things because there are so many options of things to work on. Yeah. Um, Another TED Talk that I watched, this one, um, the speaker was Barry Schwartz. Um, He said something along the lines of, you suffer from the paradox of choice, so you end up doing nothing. I like that word, paradox. A paradox of choice. Because you have so many options that you just simply cannot choose which one to do. And then you just end up doing nothing. So sometimes having too many choices, in this instance, um, too many projects to choose from, um, brings us paralysis rather than liberation. And I know recently, very, very recently, um, you and I talked about prioritizing our big projects. Mm -hmm. So we have solo goals, actionable goals, people, Mm -hmm. and then our duo goals, (laughs) which we are working on together. But of those 15 or so projects that we have going on together and probably what, 50 other random ideas that don't have much fleshed out? Oh, I have a list. (laughs) Uh We are focusing in on the most important things right now because otherwise things aren't going to get done. No. Um, Another thing that we do is we fall into a process of what I was thinking of as, like, 
micro self-sabotage. <laughs> oh. Um, just by procrastinating or um, doing less important things. Like reorganizing the room for the 15th time. <laughs> or um, going through and changing the bookshelves again. Or painting something that doesn't need to be painted. And I mean, like, shelves, not, like, doing art. <laughs> Micro self-sabotage. Just literally doing anything that's not the thing that you want to be doing. Not even that you have to be doing, but that you want to be doing. And that's the most annoying part, is that, like, you want to do it. What the fuck are you not doing it for? <laughs> it's silly. It's all silly. And then you're just left with no time for the things that you claim you want to do. Like, do you really want to do them? Yeah. Am I gonna do them? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> um, it's not exactly self-sabotage, but I feel like it's in the same vein with um, writer's block. <sighs> I asked you to write down what you were feeling. I did write it down. Let's hear it. The first thing I wrote down was get blocked. Get blocked. Basically. That's how I felt. Um, well, my thing is, is like, I'm very self-aware. And I was, I think it was Snapchat. And I was just like, I feel like giving up. I'm not going to give up. I had to clarify that. I just felt like giving oh, up. Because I would have come after you. Well, yeah. And it's not like I was going to, but my brain was just like, why are you doing this? Give up, give up, give up, give up, give up. Basically, yeah. I have the tendency to get caught up in my head and I get into that cycle where I'm just like, anything I produce sucks, so why would I continue to do it? Why should I continue? No one's going to like it, no one's going to read it, and so on and so on. And it's not fun. But I am self-aware. Stop rolling your eyes at me. I'm self-aware. I'm not rolling your, I'm not rolling my eyes at you. I feel the same way, which is why I am upset. Because I don't want other people to feel like that. It's disheartening. Like It is. But I'm aware of it. I know that you're aware. But sometimes But that's being, the shitty part. Because some, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And sometimes being aware isn't enough. No. To stop it from happening. And... I think I've spoken on this before, but not in this realm. Um, giving up feels so good. Because you don't have to think about it. You don't have to care about it. It's just like this freeing moment. But then the guilt sets in. Yeah. Of giving it up in some cases again. Yeah. And it's just like... Oh, God, what do you call it? That self-fulfilling prophecy mm. of, like, they were right. Uh, All they I do right. is quit and give up. <laughs> they were right, and I was right about myself, and I just suck. See? Which are not things that we are allowed to say, according to the rules <laughs> that I have set in place. Uh -huh. These are the rules. Must abide the rules. These are rules that are to help, not to hurt. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, we get... I'm, we like quitting. I don't think that's like a, a you and I thing. I think that's just in general. I, I think, think yes. people like quitting because it's like, 
<sighs> I can breathe and I don't have to do that thing anymore. Like, even if it's something you like. Yeah. But yeah, then guilt and frustration and everything else comes back in. Was that in on your blocks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now I'm going to move into the part where I say things that will maybe help you, question mark. <laughs> Aside from the part where, you know, other people feel the same way as you and are still creating shit. A lot of people feel this way. But again, like we talked about in the Unis Honest episode, it's nice to like see people talk about their struggle with creating you feel a little less alone. Yeah. Because even other creators that are creating this amazing content are, like, doubting themselves. And you're like, oh, they doubt themselves, but they still do it. So I can also do that thing. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. End scene. You can do End it too. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. So the following advice requires you to take a look at yourself. So buckle in. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mentioned this in the last episode, but you need to think about what you truly want. Yes. And what you want to accomplish. For yourself. For you. What do you want to accomplish for you? So, obviously, we're talking about creating here because that's where our brains are. Mm -hmm. Picking what creative project you want to do and sticking to it. So if that means having a blog or having a really nice Instagram for your photography or writing poems and trying to package it all so that it can be in a book or whatever, literally whatever you want to do, you need to choose. And then you have to set out goals for what you want to accomplish. Um, for keeping up with it, um, finding balance, which is very tough in a world where we are supposed to be working, 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 working. And working. Don't forget working. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, felt, I forgot working. Um, <laughs> and even our creative projects, everyone's like, well, how can you make money on it? Like, it's all about freaking capitalism. God, God damn it. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. But you have to adjust your priorities. Earlier in the week, I, was this yesterday? Earlier in the week, I talked to Plum about, no, this was last weekend. I was going to say, I, do you mean last week? Because yesterday, you were at work all day and I Correct. was pretty much in bed all day. I don't know what year it is. Um, <laughs> what is time? Something that you need to know about me, I hardly know what day it is most of the time. I am surprised that I even get to work. It's because you stick to your routines. But yeah, um, last week, apparently, <laughs> says Plum, um, talked about lessening our lessons that we had to go through because we're both learning a language together um, and we're trying to keep up with each other so that we have someone to keep us accountable. And I didn't think that I could hold up the amount of lessons that we needed to do. So I asked if we could adjust it so that I could put a little bit more work into this damn thing. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. Yet still didn't finish my notes for this episode until uh, one minute before we started recording. 
But still, the work was done. I digress. <laughs> um, also, be aware of, like, having too much structure for something versus too little structure. Oh, God, that's my downfall. Which one? Little or too much? Too much. Yeah. I think sometimes we... And th- this might go into that too much planning thing. Yes. Um, we overplan it to a point where we then cannot even start doing doing it. I don't know why that is. Because brains are weird. That's why brains are weird. Brains are weird. Can confirm. Can confirm. Um, there were a couple other things, but I think the, the most important thing for me, and this is what got me back into writing after a two-year break of nothingness, a void of existential guilt and... Your quarter-life crisis. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> Um, the thing that got me back into writing and getting my shit together. And this is something that I saw on Pinterest, which was a screen cap of something off of Reddit. So I've got the actual Reddit post and it's very long. I'm not going to read it to you, obviously, but (laughs) please go view it. It's going to be in our resource doc. Um... I've talked about this multiple times. I've recommended it to friends. I've recommended it to everybody. It's about the non-zero system. I don't think you've told me about this. Oh my God, buckle in. Okay, this is the best thing. This might be the best thing on the internet. I'm besides ready. BTS. Um, <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay, so I, I'm going to read a little snip of it. Um, it's under a post about someone saying that they don't care about themselves and, like, that they can't get shit done. Um, And it's written by this guy named Ryan. And basically the most important part is this. Um, To make this non-zero system. Rule number one, there are no more zero days. And I'm quoting this. What's a zero day? A zero day is when you don't do a single fucking thing towards whatever dream or goal or want, or whatever that you you got going on. <laughs> no more zeros. I'm not saying you got to bust an essay out every day. That's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is that you have to make yourself, prom your, promise yourself that your new system that you live in is a non-zero system. Didn't do anything all fucking day and it's 11.58 p.m.? Write one sentence. One push-up. Read one page of that chapter. One. Because one is a non-zero. You feel me? I'm still quoting. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in a super vortex of being bummed, your pattern of behavior is keeping your vortex going, that's what you need to do. Turning into productivity, ultimate master of the universe doesn't happen (laughs) from the vortex. The vortex of zero. It happens from a massive string of consistent non-zeros. That's rule number one. He's got a couple other rules about um, being kind to yourself, the three yous, the past, present, and future you. It's very long, it's very funny, um, and very helpful, but the thing that I really clung on to, and I took a screen cap of it, and I put it on everything, and I made a whole... Google keep note about my non-zeros, and I made a list of the things that I could do to make it a non-zero day. So when I wasn't writing, I was like, okay, what I, what I have to do to make a non-zero? One word. 
one sentence. Or if I can't think of a string of words together because words are hard and English is hard. Says the English major. <laughs> it is. You can't even tell me I'm wrong. I can't. It's so stupid. Um, I made up something called a word pool. So if I added words that I wanted to use in future things to the word pool, that counted as a non-zero. Mm-hmm. And then I started just keeping track of the days that I would do the non-zero. And I'd make it a list every every uh, Sunday for the next week. And I'd check off if I did my non-zero for the day until it became habit. And I was creating something every single day without thinking about it because it's a non-zero system. Because if it's a system, your brain goes, oh, this is our system. We got to create something today. Doesn't matter what it is. And it works. I've been doing this. I found this. I found this last year sometime. Hmm. Like I had started writing a little bit again and then I started like just slowly building up and up and up. And I sent this to one of my graphic designer friends who wasn't creating anything because he finished school and is having trouble with job stuff. And he's like, I'm not creating anything for myself. And I was like, here's what I'm doing. (laughs) And I went and I dug through my screen caps and I fucking sent it to him and then checked in on him like two weeks later. And he's like, I've been creating something every single day. I've been so productive on the things that I want to work on. Mm-hmm. So you just have to find out what your non-zero system is. Mm-hmm. Because then a day can't pass without you fucking doing something. And even if it's like, this is how you start off, because that's how I felt. I was like, well, I just got to get somewhere. I've got to do something to get somewhere. I don't necessarily do non-zero, like, to the fullest extent every single day. But... It is a habit now that I need to do something so that I can't, like, end the day going, wow, I didn't do a single thing toward my goal today. Because I did. And it's actually really fucking helpful. It might sound a little bit cheesy, but it's so, so helpful. Yeah. Something is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. And again, I'm putting this in our resource doc because it's a good read it's really funny i will be reading it in its entirety after this <laughs> it don't is you worry comedy but um yeah just find out what you need to do to keep going if it's the non-zero or if it's planning some stuff just don't get so caught up in feeling afraid that you don't do the thing that you wanted to do and we've talked about this before you have a limited amount of time so you just do the damn do thing <laughs> you have to do it if you really really want to do it make the time to do it schedule your extracurriculars outside of the time that you set apart for creating something for the thing that you want to do that's it don't give up i know it feels good (laughs) i know it feels good but you'll feel better once your thing is finished and done and you can say i did this this was me and if you don't have someone that will support you we will yes hit us up
Don't give up. You got this. You can do it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.